Hello and welcome to Hawkeye Nation. This is Hotcast, your Iowa football, basketball, and recruiting podcast brought to you by Go Iowa Awesome and Rivals.com. I'm your recruiting analyst and host, Elliot Clough, at Elliot Clough on Twitter today. We're joined by Alyssa, Alyssa Hurdle. It's never easy to say your full name altogether. Alyssa Hurdle from the Des Moines Register. She covers recruiting and preps uh, at, uh, at the Register. And what we're going to be doing today is going through our top prospects in the state of Iowa that we are most excited to see this fall. Alyssa, I, I've got an article in the works right now. Of course, you've been doing these Q&As and, and a few other things with the Register this summer. Um, I'm you know, This is obviously an Iowa football podcast, so we're going to be talking mostly either about Iowa recruits or, or, uh, or I guess, commits or recruits that they could bring in in the 2024, 2025, 2026 classes, et cetera. But uh, I'm excited. This season's right around the corner. This is my first season covering recruiting in season. So it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm really excited. And it seems like, you know, every year I feel like, oh, recruiting talent can't get any better than this year. And then a new crop of kids comes around and it just makes it, even more exciting, especially when you've got, you know, smaller schools that'll play against each other and that sort of thing. Right. And including some programs like I just found out that City High is going to play Joliet Catholic, a suburb of Chicago. So that's going to be nuts. That's week yeah. one, too. So that'll be uh, that'll be an interesting game. But what we're doing today, Alyssa and I, we're going back and forth for our top prospects in the state and and that we're excited to watch this fall. Of course, this isn't necessarily our rankings. You know, Cody Fox is a really good prospect. Am I excited to go to Winthrop and watch a, a four-star lineman dominate? Not necessarily. So, Alyssa, I'll, I'll let you start as as the guest here on Hotcast uh, on, on this Thursday podcast. Uh, go ahead. Who's, your, who's your, not necessarily your top recruit, but one of your top 10 that, that you're most excited to watch this fall? Yeah, so I think the the one for me that I'm going to make an effort to get out to a regular season game for is Derek Weiskopf, um, obviously already committed to Iowa. I feel like that's a huge get for them, securing his commitment. Um, he's a freak of an athlete. I mean, you see him play any sport, he dominates at it. Um, I just, I remember at state track going out to see him do discus, and he's like the smallest of all the guys there and finished in the top seven or something like that. Um, so just an insane athlete. And I've seen glimpses of him in the state tournament, but I've never gotten to kind of go out and specifically watch him play a game. Um, and because he plays for Williamsburg, because he plays for a smaller school, I love going out and getting to see a guy who does pretty much everything for the team. Um, so that's my number one right there. Yeah, led uh, Williamsburg to a runner-up finish in was it two A last year to Central Lion? Um, yeah, I believe it. Yeah, two A. That's not happening without Derek Weisskopf. That's yeah. for sure. Uh, and he's number- he's hilarious because he was saying he's so excited this year that because of the realignment, he doesn't have to face a Zach Lutmer and because Zach Lutmer graduated. But now I think they're in with Van Meter. So you miss one team, you pick up a different one. Yep, that's how it goes in in Iowa. But uh, number four rated prospect in the state, number 58 in the country on Rivals.com. Of course, he was a very early commit for the 2024 class. Like you mentioned, freak of an athlete. He's going to the All-American Bowl uh, yeah. multiple time state champion in the high jump. I'm really, he's, he, you know, I, I know this 2024 class a little bit better, but he committed months before I started this gig. 
So I'm excited to see what he does. Chances are when I do see him this fall, it will be at, uh, at well, at the Dome in Cedar Falls, assuming Williams, Williamsburg gets there. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to see what he does too. That was such a victory for Iowa's recruiting to get him yeah. so early because bigger programs would have been on him for sure. Yeah, he is one of those players that, you, you know, you see it so often that Iowa offers a kid and then all the programs come in. I'm kind of surprised that that didn't happen with with Wisecoff. And I think maybe other programs know that he is, you know, your small town Iowa kid that wants to be a Hawkeye. Right, right. And that kind of did happen with, with Cody Fox. Notre Dame tried to get in on him too. Uh, but when you have kids like that that are the quintessential small town kids diamond in the rough that Iowa finds they get on them and they latch on them and that's the way it stays and and Weisskopf is uh is definitely one of those kids so for me like I mentioned before we started recruit excuse me started started recruiting started recording the podcast I, I told Alyssa I'm gonna go more of the route of guys that I don't necessarily know super well in in this uh recruiting cycle so i'm or not in the recruiting cycle but in in the 2025 2026 classes so i'm gonna say here this is an easy one nick brooks like <laughs> like the, i went out and so i went to kennedy and and watched him practice the other day i've talked with him a little bit he is a different breed that you do not get in iowa it's like a once in probably five to 10 years kind of prospect. The last mm -hmm. one I look back at, obviously you got for the fourth time, Cody Fox, which is a, <laughs> which is a huge guy in, in this 2024 class and a huge get for the Iowa uh, 2024 class. But the last one I think of is, well, okay. Five to 10 years is, is off because Caden Proctor last year. And I was going to say uh, 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 Connor Colby before that. So I guess Iowa does tend to churn out these guys, but <laughs> Nick Nick Brooks is easily going to be the top prospect in the 2025 class, unless yeah. Zay Robinson shoots up and remains as athletic as he is. Spoiler alert, I'm sure we're both going to talk about Zay Robinson here, but <laughs> yeah. when I saw him in uh, at practice at Kennedy, big dudes don't move like that. Like mm -hmm. there are, you, you can have a big dude. I don't know if you saw this, Alyssa, I was told by the staff and well by Coach Brian White and by Nick, he weighs 385 pounds right now. Jeez. And he's not fat. He That's moves muscle. away. Yeah. What Coach White described it was he pulls like he weighs 250 pounds. Like this guy is going to be a, a great get forever picks him up. So I, I'm really excited to see what he does this year. That'll be one of the first games I see this season is, is Kennedy versus Dowling. I believe that's at Kennedy on yes. uh, that, that Saturday game. So I'm really excited to see that. I want to see how he matches up and hopefully he does match up on the offensive defensive line with Joey Van Wetzinger from mm -hmm. Pleasant Valley at some point this year too. So that's a guy that, I mean, he's just going to plow kids over and like, it's, it's almost not going to be fair. There was a drill he was running where he was doing some one-on-one -on -one thing with his coach and the coach pointed at me and said, okay, take off towards him. And I knew he was coming. I was taking video and it still scared the crap out of me seeing this monster of a human being running, <laughs> running at me. But yeah, he's going to be, he's going to be a stud and I'm, I'm, he already is a stud and I'm really excited to see what he does on the field in person as opposed to just in practice. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll am i be at that Dallin Kennedy game, too, because how can you miss it between, you know, a powerhouse team and the top-ranked prospect? And then you add in the, the other pieces that Kennedy has, and it seems like Brooke was, like, the missing piece that they may have needed. Um, but, yeah, not every day you get a 6'8", did not know he was almost 400 pounds kid who has athleticism on top of that. I mean, I'm just, I'm excited to see what he brings, not only to Kennedy, but like how he just changes things for Iowa high school football. Because when you have a guy like that out there, that is a whole different story. I mean, if defenses don't have a chance to even get to his quarterback, I mean, is Kennedy like, let's say an early state contender just because of this guy? Probably not. But I mean, I think we've seen, Caden Proctor, big example of what a big offensive lineman can do for you. And there is other talent on that team. Yeah. Of note, in regards to his size, there's there's two things here. One to his size, the other to the personnel at Kennedy. He is 6'8", 385. Bound only goes up to 350 pounds. So his roster, the roster (sighs) for Kennedy will say 350, even though he's 385. Oh, my gosh. Second thing is Kennedy's starting quarterback is 5'10". So I don't think they're going to be passing it to the left side of the field very much this year. You can uh, just hide right behind him. Right, exactly. Who's your next pros- prospect, Alyssa? I'm going to go ahead and kind of loop two together because we started talking about him. I'm going to go Zay Robinson, and I'm going to loop Jaden McGregory in with that at Valley. I think Zay doesn't need much explanation. Another kid that's a freak of an athlete who's – his recruiting is kind of weird just where he's getting offers from and getting interest from it's like you got the in-state schools and then you've got like down south and you've got Colorado and and so clearly he's catching eyes a lot of places I think Colorado's obviously a big one with who their coach is um but then you bring in Jaden McGregory from north who was a utility guy for north did pretty much everything and you know I've heard that he went to Valley because him and Zay grew up playing together And so I'm really, really excited to see that dynamic on the field. I mean, I think especially someone like Jaden McGregory, who's still kind of growing into himself and figuring out the player he wants to be and be recruited as. um, I think it'll be a good place for him to not have to do everything and where he can focus on just being on defense or just helping as a wide receiver or something like that. And so I think the two of them together are kids that I want to watch because, I mean, Zay is really good. So is Jaden. And I think they're two players that somehow playing together, they can make each other way better. That rematch week one between them and Southeast Polk, I'm definitely going to be there for sure. Yeah. I, I, you know, Zay is a, a commodity that attracts eyes from the get-go. I, when I was first going through all the schedules that came out and planning where I was going to be this fall, I was like, okay, I need to see Valley at least two or three times. Yeah. And then you throw Jaden in there. It's like, it's done deal. And I was looking at North's schedule and it, for us, it's easy to, it's preferred to have games that overlap where you're going to see prospects for both teams that just yeah. makes things a lot easier for both of us. And yeah. and so North, you just – there wasn't going to see – you weren't going to see a lot of that just because they made that drop down the 4A. But it makes things a lot easier on us seeing both of them at a time. And then, you know, they match up with a Southeast Polk. They match up with a Waukee, so you can go see Malachi yeah. Curvey. So that that's really nice. And 
I, I don't know if you have any new intel on this, but I, I, did you have you sp spoke to or did you speak to Jaden and Zay recently? I saw somebody did. I didn't know if that was you or not. I was out at Valley practice um, last okay. week. I went to a bunch of practices. I didn't speak to either of them. It was more just kind of seeing dynamics of kids at teams. Okay. So what I'm curious about for him is he, he told me when I spoke with him that he was definitely going to try to play quarterback because there was an open spot there. Now, if he doesn't get it, he told me he'd play wide receiver and in DB. So mm -hmm. we're going to see him on both sides of the field. Did Zay play defense at all last year? I don't believe so. And if he did, okay. maybe a few snaps. He's, you know, strictly offense, strictly wide receiver, pretty much. That's what I thought. Okay, cool. And anyway, to to see what Valley does this year is going to be, it's just going to be so fun. And if, if Jaden plays quarterback too, and if he plays wide receiver, you have both Zay and Jaden, who's a, like more of a lankier kid. They both would bring yeah. two different dynamics to the offense. I am, I am, th those two together are probably, if not one of the, the most exciting duos in the state, they're right up there. So yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I I'm so excited to see them week one. I've uh, got a countdown for sure, but next up for me, and we'll keep it in the 2026 class for this one is a very little known commodity on the football side of things but is very well-known wrestling, and that's for Sean Ross from Ford Dodge. Yes. He's not a, a kid that I know super well in terms of uh, just being in contact with him or on the football field, and he's in Fort Dodge. So that makes it a little bit even more difficult. So he's an, like an all-world wrestler, and mm -hmm. from what I've, what I've heard, what I've seen, he's a linebacker that flies all over the field. And depending on what Ben Keeter does at Iowa – that might be a uh, particularly strong pull for him to the Hawkeyes if Ben can pull off the wrestling and football thing. So if because, I mean, with doing both of those, if there's two programs you're going to be a part of at Iowa that are traditionally successful and you can do both and do them at a high level, it's wrestling and football. That yeah. way you have a potential career in wrestling. You have a potential career in football. And Dershawn Ross might just have that pull at, at Fort Dodge. Yeah, I mean, like, you look at a kid like that who picked up the bulk of the offers he has now because of his wrestling resume. Um, and then, like you were saying with Keeter, I mean, that Keeter was another one that everyone was like, oh, well, this is a sort of once in a few years sort of thing where you have a kid that is so dominant as a wrestler and so dominant in football and has the potential to do both. And then he graduates and here comes Ross, who's looking like he can do the exact same thing. Um, and he's one that, again, I'm really, really excited to see in person because he seemingly came out of nowhere again because of these offers coming off of his wrestling film more than anything. Um, and so I've seen some film, but I'm really excited to see what he does on the football field, what he does this season after, you know, picking up offers and kind of working on football a little bit more and still doing wrestling at a super high level on top of that. Yeah, definitely. I, I, from <laughs> some folks that I've heard, it's like, uh, who's the, who's the linebacker, uh, Micah Parsons. Mm. What I've heard is like, that's that uh, granted he's 
going into his second year of football at Fort Dodge High School in Iowa. So, you know, don't want to make that jump quite yet, but he and Jaden McGregory are very clear, far and away the top prospects in the state in the 2026 class. We're going to see more of these names come up because it's not every day you see freshmen playing at the varsity level and playing at a high level right away. So these names will come up probably more so this season as sophomores really start to hit these growth sport growth spurts, get in the weight room and and start contributing at the uh, at the high school varsity level here in Iowa. Who's your next prospect, Alyssa? So he's, I'm going with an uncommitted one, Mason Woods from Iowa City West. Um, I think, you know, there's the obvious Iowa connection there. Who's his dad? LeVar Woods. Get that out of the way if anyone didn't know. But Iowa City West is one of those teams that just intrigues me all around. I mean, you've got this class of sophomores and juniors specifically well now rising juniors and seniors that have kind of built west into a program that can compete i mean you've got jack wallace at quarterback you've got woods you've got santana miller you've got a host of other kids ashton honory that i'm forgetting about i mean Iowa City West, when I came on to cover recruiting, wasn't a school that I was like, okay, need to really pay attention to that one, especially with Southeast Poconankany in Central Iowa. And they've kind of quietly built this up. And Mason Woods is such a huge part of that because he's offense, he's defense. He's another kid that does a little bit of everything except throws the freaking ball for him. Um, And so I think you know, you have to think that Iowa has an advantage, again, solely because his dad coaches there, and he knows the program, and he knows what he can be there, and he knows the coaches. Um, but I think he may be a player that, as at least he gets this junior season out of the way, that Iowa might actually have to work a little bit harder for. It seems like Missouri is really pulling for him. Um, there's probably a few other programs that are going to take notice, and so I think Iowa definitely has more of a foot in the door than other people, but he's one that I think they won't want to just kind of forget about and let him go somewhere else. Yeah, definitely. You mentioned Missouri. He's got an offer from Tulsa, Wyoming, and FCS South Dakota as well. Then Notre Dame, Southern SMU, and Wisconsin are are on his radar as well. So, yeah, it's not going to be an easy one for for the Hawkeyes, but – he uh, th- I guess they do have, like you mentioned, that edge with his his dad being a coach there. He's a guy that I'm really excited to see play this fall yeah. as well. Um, we both saw Jack Wallace play for uh, their play at, at he camped it at, at Iowa State. I'm more impressed by the film I saw. So I'm in than what we saw at Iowa State. So I'm intrigued as to and I also saw him at the UND mega camp. I'm intrigued as to if he's a, a gamer, you know, yeah. and, and having a guy like Mason Woods with that connection, if if that really pops this fall. Of course, mm-hmm. they are rising juniors, like you mentioned. So now is really the time to to see them jump. And I am intrigued as because Woods is being recruited by Iowa as a tight end and he has that offer as a tight end. But he played wide receiver last year for City West. And so. I'm wondering if that'll continue or if he's going to try to put on more weight and and really fill that tight end role. Yeah. And if they keep him at wide receiver and, and Iowa or other programs recruiting him or just like cool with that, work on your ball skills. Great. 
go do it, do what helps your team. And that's what I imagine is, is more yeah. so what, what, what they are, their, their process would be with him. But I I'm, he's, he's a kid that I'm really excited to see as well for now. We're working on background stuff at rivals. So uh, Nick Brooks isn't quite in the class of Iowa's rankings because he was in Georgia the last two years. So trying to update yeah. stuff on, on the back end, but currently Mason Woods is number two in the 2025 class. He'll be number three with the uh, addition of, of Brooks to the class. Now, number one and a potential fellow tight end in Iowa city coming up here in a few years is Thomas Meyer out of clear lake yes. he is a guy i'm really excited to see this fall as well now in our with our gigs we are more so inclined to be at games that are those 5a games mm-hmm. obviously we've we've talked about weisskopf here and now we're talking about meyer but this this is a one this is one where i circled and said i have to get to one of these games no matter what whether if they're if they're playing Joe Schmo from down the road, or if they get up against a, another solid team that has some prospects on it, I got to go see Thomas Meyer this fall. Yeah. I've seen him play basketball. I've seen him at Iowa State's camp. He's a fluid athlete. And you know, we talk about these kids not or coming out of small towns. It's it's the wise cop thing where at that town, he's once in a generation. Yeah. Like a Cooper DeGene yeah. kind of thing. And the fact that he has offers a tight end and defensive end, well, that bears it out that he has that capability. He plays on Martin Bros AAU basketball team, which is one of the best in the state. And the way he moves, he's he's just so smooth as a pass catcher and as a pass rusher. And he's he's a quiet kid. I think he fits well with Iowa's culture in that aspect. I think he just wants to come in, work hard, go home. You know, come in, work hard, put the put the stats mm-hmm. up, go home. And and so that's where I see him fitting in with with Iowa. I think he'd be a perfect fit. And that's why I am leaning towards Iowa for his commitment in the future. Granted, we got a little while, but that's definitely a possibility. He grew up a Hawk fan, too. Yeah, I mean, I just I remember we were at the same Iowa State camp and just standing there and watching him go through drills and one on ones. And he you know, it's hard to stand out in those things where there's 150, 200 plus players, depending on the day. And I remember just watching him and kind of knowing exactly who he was and not even questioning anything he was doing because he just made it look so easy. And the coaches would coach him on something. He'd correct it. And he'd move on like instantly. And so like the kids football IQ, how you were talking about how he's so smooth with the way he plays and how he plays both ways. I mean, he's a real contender. And I think a lot of people were like, oh, Nick Nick Brooks transferring in, like he's going to be the number one in the class. And I think a lot of people need to see Thomas Meyer play to understand why Thomas Meyer is going to remain in that top spot. This top, this 2025 class is really shaping, shaking it up to be strong. Yeah. Brooks, Thomas Meyer, Zay Robinson, just off the top of my head, Malachi Curvey. Yeah. Let's see here. Alex Mansky, Jack Limbaugh, who, spoiler alert, that was going to be my next duo. Yeah, and, I mean, two. 
Will Tompkins, who got that offer from Iowa State, who is another mm-hmm. guy we haven't mentioned, Mason Woods. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on. And yeah. so and it's going to pick up again after this junior season, because like I just said, these guys are hitting their growth spurts. They're getting in the weight room. There's yeah. guys that are going to pop off this fall that we neither of us know about yet. Yeah. So that's uh, that's just a testament to the 2025 class. Now, yeah. like I said, spoiler alert, Alex Mansky, Jack Limbaugh top, uh, in, in the 2025 class, not only are they both three stars, but they're both on the same team. Mansky, a cannon, Limbaugh, a motor. I, I As far as I know, Limbaugh is only going to play defense this year. Mansky, he told me he likes to model his game off Patrick Mahomes. Nice. So does everyone, Alex. But <laughs> but he is mobile. He has a cannon. Uh, he's The play is never dead with Alex. No. And he's very clearly Iowa's number one quarterback in the 25 class right now. The other two that they offered have already committed to Clemson and to Kentucky stone Saunders with Kentucky Bryce Hebert to Clemson. If I'm remembering correctly, they're both out of state kids, but Mansky clear in way the clear in a way, the number one prospect quarterback in the 2025 class Limbaugh. I, I truthfully, I don't see either of these guys ending up at Iowa. But, you know, I could be surprised. I, I see Mansky going elsewhere. Limbaugh, he is a uh, Nebraska legacy recruit. So Iowa has that going against them. But the both – and we're, we're just coming off talking about small small town teams and, and small, town, small town players in Thomas Meyer. I believe Algona and Clear Lake play one another this year. So that would be amazing. I'm going to be going to that game. I'm going to look it up <laughs> while you tell me your thoughts on Mansky and, and Limbaugh. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because we were talking about there aren't many of those dynamic duos on the same team in the same state. I like that Mansky and Limbaugh, as opposed to Robinson and McGregory, are offense and defense. I love that. Um, and I mean, I talked to both of them for QAs and Limbaugh especially was like, you know, it's nice that we're both division one athletes. We push each other, even though we're not on the same ends of the field. Mansky, he's just so good at what he does. I mean, I don't, there's not a better way to say that. Um, I think, you know, he's only a rising junior. I, I feel like I want to keep saying sophomore, but these guys are growing up. Um, he's only a junior. He's still got a lot of time to kind of learn his game and how he plays it and I guess model it more after Patrick Mahomes. Um, but I think he's so far ahead of the other quarterbacks in the state in his class or even who Algona is playing against that that's not as much of a concern. And he does have a little bit of that natural swagger is the best way that I would say it. Um, and then you've got Limbaugh on the other side of the ball, who he, he's such a weird one to me, because when you talk to him, he's a quieter guy. He's very well thought out. He, you know, he gives great answers. He's great to talk to. And then you look at what he does on the football field and it's a completely different person. He's, you know, a monster on defense. And so I think like you were saying, it's it's tough it's going to be tough for Iowa to get either of them. I think if Iowa can get one, that's a way stronger pull to get the other just because 
you've got two D1 recruits from a town of 5,000. Um, and they're actually friends. I mean, I think I try not to put too much weight in that. I think a lot of put people put a lot of weight in that with Wampa and Proctor. Um, but there's there's a whole difference between going to a Southeast Polk versus an Algona high school. So, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they know each other's life stories and, <laughs> and everything coming from a kid who went to a town that small or went to a high school that small. They do play Algona does play Clear Lake at Clear Lake on September 29th. That one has been on my schedule. I will definitely be at that one for sure. Very excited about that game. Now, I don't have a ton else for the 2025-2026 classes on on my radar. There's there's one more uncommitted kid that I have encouraged some folks on our premium board, which if you are not subscribed to our premium content on uh, iowa.rivals.com, you can do that right now. iowa.rivals.com backslash subscribe. Shameless plug on our own podcast is Drew Larson at uh, City High. He's going to play quarterback for them this year like he did last year. He's being recruited at safety. Uh, Doesn't have any offers yet, but he would have if he did the camp thing this summer. He played baseball, wanted to focus on that with with the Little Hawks. And so he'd be more of an FCS offer kid. He has the athleticism. He has the tools to play quarterback at the FCS level and safety at the FCS, probably group of five level. I project him to be more of a preferred walk-on. There are some scholarships open at the DB spot for for Iowa, but those are going to go to some out-of-state kids more than likely. There's a couple yeah. kids coming in this this fall that you could check out on our on our premium board. But uh, Drew Larson is is a guy I'll be watching. And then of course uh, there's there's Sam Keeter there, Bryce Keeter's little brother or Bryce Keeter, um, <laughs> Ben Keeter's. I was like, wait, what's his name? Ben Keeter's little brother at, at City High as well. And yes. so those are some, I guess, some 2024 kids that that I didn't think I was going to get into, but, but Larson's one that, that I'm definitely an intrigued by to, to see what he can do this fall. Um, are there any other prospects that, that you wanted to address Alyssa before we get out of here? I think, you know, kind of going off of those ones that I'd love to see have like a breakout sort of rising recruiting status season. Connor Welsh at Ankeny Centennial is one for me that I'm interested in. Um, you know, I think he's more defense. I think he's more of a DB. Um, I think this year he's expected to do a little bit on both sides of the ball from Centennial, at least based on, you know, going out to practice and my conversation with their coach. Um, but he's one of two players along with Chase Shetty that was also on their basketball team that went way further than Centennial. I don't want to say should have because they, they earned it. Um, but then people expected them to. Um, and he's just got a lot of natural athleticism, I think, between those two sports. Um, and so he's a kid that I would really, really love to kind of see what he can do just at Centennial this year. They're kind of going through some changes in roster and all of that sort of stuff. Um, I think he has an offer from Lindenwood, so he has something, but... I think he needs to have a really good standout season to pull in. Definitely. I don't, you know, it's too late for FBS at this point. Right. But, you know, FCS or even going the route that you see a lot of kids go now and go Juco and and try your hand in a year or two. So I think, you know, he's got the size. If he can kind of put all the pieces together, I think he could be a really interesting kid to watch later in the season for what he picks up. 
He's got a preferred walk on from Iowa State, right? I believe so. Okay, I thought he did after the the prospect camp. I, he impressed you there, right? I remember you mentioning oh, yeah. him a little bit. Yeah, and that's kind of like if I can see what I saw, and you know, prospect camp is so different than a game, right? But if he can do what he was able to do in prospect camp and kind of put all those pieces and hopefully what he learned from a bunch of different college coaches together this season. I think he could make Centennial a very interesting team, especially with some of the other pieces they have. Uh, one that comes to mind is Elijah Porter, who just committed to yeah. UNI as well, running back. So I, and I've, I've seen one just got one of their players just got an invite to an Iowa care, uh, an Iowa game this fall as well. So there's talent throughout that Ankeny Centennial yeah. team though. Names we might not know off the top of our head. That is a talented yeah. team, so that'll be one we're, we're uh, watching this fall. They play Cedar Falls, I think, at Centennial this year. I'm planning on, on right. going to that one. I think that's the night before the Iowa-Iowa State game, so I believe I'll be there. There's, of course, Will Tompkins, who I would have mentioned. I just don't I, – I don't know enough about him. And then, of course, yeah. Camp, Drew Campbell going to be in that game, too, as an Iowa commit. But – That'll do it for this episode of Hotcast here with us, me, Elliot Clough, recruiting analyst for Iowa.rivals.com, and Alyssa Hurdle from the register. Alyssa Hurdle is at Alyssa Hurdle on Twitter. Easy enough. You can find her there. And before we get out of here, make sure you subscribe or follow, depending on where you are listening to the podcast. Leave that five-star rate and review on Apple. Drop us a question there. If you leave that five-star review, we'll get to it here on Hotcast, And then if you are not a subscriber to the part to our premium content, you can do that on iowa.rivals.com backslash subscribe for now. We'll see you next time.